The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Pitts. Hello, my name is Victor Pitts. I'm the host of Domain Masters, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. On today's episode of Domain Masters, we're going to talk about domain cells, actually Domain Cells 101. So there's some basic stuff in here, but uh, I hope to impart upon you uh, some of the knowledge and, and uh, techniques that uh, have worked for me, uh, worked for people that I have managed uh, in terms of domain brokering, uh, as well as has worked for uh, clients that I've, I've spoken to, both uh, buyers and sellers and, and people that have shared with me some of their successes. The focus of, of this particular uh, episode is going to be uh, when the seller initiates the um, uh, selling the, the trend or selling a domain name uh, so it's it's a seller initiated one um, I will tell you it's a, it's a whole different strategy that you would use if it was a buyer initiated and if you were going to be doing domain sales but be more uh, passive and wait for the buyers to come to you um, you know there's a different technique that you would use but from a seller uh, initiated um, it would go a little something like this and I hope that you uh, each uh, get something out of this episode. So we'll start with the first question that you uh, uh, you want to ask yourself is, um, you know, how much money is it that you want to raise? Okay, how much money is it that you want to raise? And and is this is this something that is going to be like a, a one-time uh, amount that you're targeting uh, earning? Uh, you know, you want to buy a boat, you want to take a trip, you're wanting to, to uh, liquidate some of your uh, assets and, uh, and, and, and bring some of the cash in so that you can use it or invest it in a different area. So is this a, a kind of a one-time uh, transaction or one-time pop? Uh, or uh, are you looking for a steady rate of, of income uh, from domain sales? that uh, you can live off from, uh, either to supplement your income or to be your primary uh, source of income. So you determine, you know, how much money it is that you want to raise. And then the secondary question um, is, is it a steady, um, consistent uh, rate of sales on, say, a monthly or quarterly basis? Or is is this a one-time pop? And the other thing, uh, factor is is the time frame that you want to do it in. How fast do you want to make the sell? If um, you know if if you need to raise a uh, hundred thousand dollars in in uh, you know thirty days, um, that can require a certain set of of tasks and priorities and pricing and 
and and it can be different than if you uh, want to raise the same amount of money over a six month uh, period of, of time or, or a year, 12 month period of time. Uh, so it's a different strategy that you would engage in, both from a standpoint of uh, inventory uh, selection, perhaps uh, pricing, perhaps your marketing strategy, the level of engagement that you'd have, the utilization of other resources. A lot of things factor in, um, depending upon how fast you want to raise the money and the amount of the money. So you first determine uh, how much money it is that you want to raise, how fast you want to do it, and is it a run rate business or a one-time pop. So after you've done that, then you want to look over your inventory. Um, now there's people here that are listening to this show that maybe only have one domain name, so that's your inventory. But for those of you that have portfolios, and you know what I'm talking about, people with you know tens to hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of domains that they've invested in that they pay the annual cost on. Okay, so this is this is um, you, you need to you need to price your inventory. Uh, I, I, this is something successful domainers have shared with me that they do. They do price their inventory. Um, others don't. And as a result, they're unprepared for when someone contacts them to, to buy the name. Uh, they're unprepared to really enter into a quick, meaningful negotiation. And it becomes this long dance and and you know you have to evaluate the offers and you, it just really slows things down and the, the slower things move usually the less chances are that they're going to close so pricing a name um, is important whether you know buyers are coming to you or you're going to them you need to have a a price i would suggest two prices in fact one is a target price that's a, a price that you feel very strongly that that name is worth uh, and that should get, and that's the target that you want to go for. But also have what's the, what's the least amount that I would be willing to accept. Um, you know, there are you, you're carrying the cost of the inventory, so you need to move a certain amount of inventory to cover your your fixed costs each month. Um, so you know, you you must think about it in terms of how much do I have to move, and 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 let that influence your your minimum price. So you'd have a target price. Uh, that which you hope to achieve and you believe is is worth as well as a minimum uh, reserve how to go about pricing your names there's a number of of different techniques um, there is no there is no absolute one way or right way or or anything in terms of domain pricing because it really comes down to what the buyer that you're engaged with is willing to pay and and what the seller is willing to sell for that determines what the price is going to be um so, but however you, people need a little help and and to come into those numbers and, and so they can determine whether it is a good price or not and where people can feel that they've got a good deal or not and and so some of the ways that you can uh, price a name one is is appraisals there are uh, appraisal services where a professional within the industry uh, through the utilization um, solely of a computer uh, algorithm or 
through a combination of computer algorithm and, and human interaction, uh, perhaps even looking at, at comparative cells, factoring all these things in, will appraise your domain names and determine uh, market you know, market value, uh, sometimes uh, with a high and a low number. Appraisals are, are one way of doing it. There's also free appraisal services, and I'll plug one right uh, now is, is Estabot. Um, Estabot.com uh, is a fantastic tool that I use on a regular basis for a lot of different things. Um, the appraisal uh, component of it, I wish that you know everyone would would agree to it, and we could all work to uh, provide input and, and make that number more real. But it, it fluctuates a good bit. But there's a lot of statistical information in there and things that you can use to maybe maybe make your own appraisal of the name or two. Uh, factor in the Estabot as, as a basis uh, to start thinking about the value of the name. But anyway, appraisals are, are, are opinions, uh, opinions that are either solely humans or, or you know, expressed by humans through machines to calculate what your value is going to be. But it, it, is, it is just going through that assessment process. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what the market will bear. Another strategy for pricing uh, that I've, I've often seen people use is their investment plus a, a profit. They have a, a way of looking at it that they want to make um, a 50% profit, 20% profit, 10% profit over everything that they sell, and they won't price anything less than that particular number. And, and so they're real easy. If you spend $1,000 and, and you want to make a 50% profit, then you would sell that name for $1,500. Um, that's the, that's how you would do investment plus profit. Another one would be uh, using the ROI method, a return on investment. And essentially, what that is is uh, you look at the revenue that this particular name makes, and let's say that it does have a revenue through a, uh, however you're utilizing it, um, whether it be pay per click or on an affiliate network, uh, you're selling products onto it, but it earns. Let's say that it does earn some uh, reoccurring revenue, and you average that out, and you know how much how much uh, that revenue would be on an average month, and then you know for the price that you hope to um, achieve, you you would take uh, that that price uh, divided by the number uh, or the the monthly reoccurring revenue, and then you'll come up with a number. Um, a number of months it would take for someone to duplicate your effort and and recover the cost of their investment. How many months would would that be? Um, the market right now it, it fluctuates. Uh, let's say over over the last ten years, you found the the range would run from uh, twelve months payback to uh, to ten years. So one to ten years. Um, 10 years is not very frequent. Most people are paying in the market today, all from uh, pay-per-click names, was paying uh, from one and a half uh, years to two and a half years. But with that market to changing, um, that number uh, can slide uh, down. It can also over time slide up. So uh, using the ROI, it's, you know, it's, it's important to understand um, what the person's, uh, you know, what kind of payback they would look for. And, and that would help anyway. In terms of determining price, if you're going for a particular market, say the wholesale market, 
try to get an understanding of what the wholesale market is paying in terms of ROI at that, that point and see if your inventory matches up with that um, and how your inventory matches up with that in order for you to achieve your, uh, your goals, your financial goals each month. Um, look at comparative sales. A number of uh, sites uh, on, online, uh, one staple site is, is DN Journal, Ron Jackson's site that keeps a list of uh, domain sales. What I like about Ron's uh, site is that all the sales are verifiable or verified by, by Ron, and he only accepts true um, domain sales, not like you know equity positions and, and companies, trade of stock those kinds of things um, it, it's a straight you know tangible quantification of, of how much money did it cost and and so he verifies it and and puts it in those terms and what I, I don't like about it is it's hard to you have to you have to comb through uh, the sales and scroll down uh, you know or scroll through year after year after year there's some other uh, database uh, sites that have that same information um, from referencing actually Ron's site and you can do lookups. You can do lookups based upon price range. You can look lookups based upon TLD, based upon keywords, um, and it will find all all references within the database of domain name cells that uh, match that. Now sometimes the other referenceable sites are not necessarily the same uh, haven't gone through the same validation processes Ron goes through so you may get some misinformation on there not to discredit these sites but you may get some mis misinformation because um, we all know Ron how he, he, he treats it with uh, a passion to make sure that it's it's accurate information but these database sites do provide uh, on, on a you know, touch of a finger, find keywords, find find similar type of names, and it will uh, tell you um, uh, recent sales or, or sales going back a number of years, actually, um, that would uh, help you in determining a price. And another another way of doing this is is just just name your number. Um, I know some very successful uh, domainers in this industry that take a strategy. I'm not going to go through those gyrations. Um, of calcul you know, looking at a at appraisal and trying to justify my price. I'm not going to look at it from a standpoint of the revenue that it earns and try to justify my price. I just choose good inventory based upon <clears throat> very specific, um, you know, things that are I think I find value in and, and I think are important. And invest in good inventory. I name my price, and that's what my price is going to be. And there are guys that say, I won't sell anything less than $10,000. I won't sell anything less than... My, my price for every name is 20000 50000 I know one company that even had 100000 for every single domain that they have. And if you can't offer that amount, then they don't want to talk to you. Okay. Now, it's a little hard to come in with that strategy and go outbound. Uh, that's more of an inbound uh, strategy, but still, um, it is a way of coming up with a price. It's, it's just, you know, pick, pick a number that you like and, and try to justify it. Um, it's a harder way to, to sell it to some people un unless you've got a lot of intangible benefits, you know, for the name. So I just say that, you know, in terms of the pricing strategy, the more defensible that it is, meaning the more uh, things that match up, say, you know, according to such and such appraisal, the name is in this range, um, based upon a return of investment, this is a justifiable price. Oh, another model is the advertiser model. Look at 
what people are spending in terms of um, advertisement online uh, for the keywords that are contained within the domain name, especially if they're an exact match. Look and see what those, how much those advertisers are paying, how much additional traffic this name would get then as a result of, of uh, you know, search engine positioning. Um, especially if it's an exact match search, if you put content, built out a website, put it on there, uh, or redirected that traffic to their, their primary sites. For an advertiser that's spending money right now online to get that kind of search traffic, what kind of benefit would this name provide to them um, that could perhaps save them in terms of advertisement dollars or get them more uh, traffic? for the advertisement dollars are currently spending. So look at the advertiser uh, model as well. But as many of them as you can wrap into your, your sales uh, number uh, that you, you uh, uh, end up coming up with, the, the more defensible it becomes, the stronger your uh, sales presentation you know, will become. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Victor Pitts, a host of Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Hi, I'm Bas van den Belt. And Roy Oeskus. And we are from State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we are wishing you... A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you. WebmasterRadio.fm. Wishing you Happy Holidays and a prosperous New Year. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host, and you're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. Always have more names in the um, in the market play than you really need uh, in order to to sell. And what I mean is, you're not going to sell all of them in any given month. You're going to sell some part of them. Um, so what you want to do, if you want to earn uh, $10,000 a month, you know, for example. So if you want to uh, do domain sales and bring in at least $10,000 a month on a, on a regular basis, then you need to have more than $10,000 worth of domains um, in the market at that in any given month. I would suggest, uh, based upon other people's input, that you'd want at least uh, 10 times uh, that. So if you want to earn $10,000 a month, have at least $100,000 a month of domain sales in the market. <clears throat> if you put too many domains out uh, into the market, um, unless you have a team that's managing those sales, you can overextend yourself, dilute your, your focus, not be as effective in moving the names, uh, become more passive and wait for the market to come to you, and, and uh, you might be less effective with your strategy. Have too few in, in the market, then you're going to have some good months and you're going to have some bad months. So, you know, play with the number that works for you in order to achieve if you have reoccurring goals and, and play with the number that works for you some factor above what it is that you're actually looking for um, if it's a one-time sell that you're you're looking for then uh, then you know if the or one-time amount that you're hoping to earn then take the same strategy of trying to have more value in the marketplace above what you're actually uh, you actually need to raise and um, that gives you a better chance of hitting that number so now you've you've come up with the pricing. You know how much money it is you want to raise. You uh, know how fast you want to earn it. You know whether it's a, a reoccurring thing or a one-time thing. So let's start looking at who the potential buyers would be for the inventory. What in, you know the inventory that you have. What what of that inventory would help you to achieve your financial goals? Um, so you, you've got a certain group of inventory that you would even consider. Now from that. Uh, who would benefit for these names? Try to, to try to size up uh, who the benefactors or potential benefactors would be of these names, and and you can look at the benefactors in terms of the benefit it would bring to them in in a couple of different two different ways, tangible and intangible. Tan examples of tangible benefits would be uh, the revenue that would bring in the, the revenue that someone else could take on as a result. Of, of acquiring these names, um, so if it's a if you're running a retail store, or you're selling something, um, someone else can they take over that and, and achieve that that same level of, of money? Who would be the people that'd be interested in taking on that kind of business? If it's pay per click, um, it, again, who's the people that's playing in that particular market that would have value? If if your uh, your main claim to fame is is the pay per click revenue, and and that's where the greatest value uh, expression comes from in defensible position and you're trying to sell uh, that name to a fortune 500 company um, that is in the manufacturing business or science business and you're trying to sell them a domain name based upon its uh, pay-per-click earnings it's not going to be a very uh, effective strategy alright so you, you have to think about the whether the tangible benefits uh, really align themselves well to the particular uh, buyer and 
before you start to touting it and, and causing your, your message to become diluted or confusing. Um, traffic is another tangible benefit. Uh, I think pretty much everybody is interested in traffic, um, but one of the qu questions that will come from that is, what are the sources of traffic? How would you profile the traffic? Who are the people that are coming to that? What it is? What is it that they're looking for? Because that needs to align with what their intent is, how they're going to be using um, the domain name and their online strategy. Is is it something that's going to be benefiting them? So tangible benefits are, are primarily, you know, the earnings as well as the traffic. Intangible, on the other hand, um, that's that's a little bit different to um, you know. To assess, but uh, some people, some people, I guess it may becomes pretty easy. But for for many people, it, it's not um, owning the name. What prestige do you get out of it? What respect do you get in the industry? Is there any goodwill that comes from own, owning the name? Um, is there any power that comes from owning the name? Does it uh, does a person then own the space that kind of goes along with it and become the de facto standards online of of that? particular um, uh, product service category depending on what the name is so what are the intangible benefits uh, to owning uh, the name sometimes the intangible benefits are um, the most successful things to focus on in terms of selling the name because your the other aspects just aren't as defensible it's kind of hard to question or to challenge or to quantify when you're selling based upon the you know the trust and the goodwill and the prestige and these types of things but they're things that are in, important uh to people uh which buyers will most likely uh when you when you look at everything and see who the potential buyers are um with those buyers they have certain um you know how, which of them might have the pockets that are deep enough to be able to pay you what you need uh, within the time frame that you need it in order for you to achieve your sales goals, which buyers are most likely to help you to achieve your goals. Um, once you've identified who those uh, prospective buyers are, who do you think the decision makers are within the organization, the decision makers and the influencers? Is it a small company, a big company? How much data, how much information can you get on them? Um, who, are, who would be the likely people within the organization in order to contact, in order to uh, get a sales deal to happen? Some cases it's the um, person that's in charge of marketing. Other times it's legal and the, the person protecting the brand. Other times you go directly to the CEO or president of the company. Um, so, and other times it's the technology officer. You, you, you need to dig a little bit, see if you have any past information. If you've done any other domain acquisitions, was there any press releases on it? What was revealed during the press release that, that might give you uh, some uh, indication of who you should be speaking to within the organization? Once you determine who uh, it is within that organization, uh, is the person that you should be contacting. What's the best way to reach them? Is it email? Um, you know, email has its share of troubles. It doesn't always get, it's not a guaranteed delivery. Um, they could have spam filters. Uh, they could have a number of email boxes. Maybe the one you're sending it to isn't one that they go into frequently, if at all. Um, so email's not a guaranteed uh, delivery uh, mechanism, but it's a cheap and easy one to do. Uh, phone is uh, these days is more economical than you know ever before but 
Many of us don't like to talk on the phone to people, especially for a sales call, and, and that and you have to have a real powerful message in order to get someone to listen and hear you out on a, on a cold uh, phone call. Um, but phone is, is, if you're a good communicator and you reach the right person and you got your message done on pad, then the phone can be very, very effective for uh, contacting someone and, and engaging. Uh, social media is a way that a lot of people are using these days. They're, they're going to a Facebook site uh, or becoming friends with someone on Facebook, um, becoming a contact or going through a referral contact on something like a LinkedIn, um, reaching out to, some, uh, to a business through their, um, their Twitter uh, communications is another way. So social media is another way of getting in touch with them. A referral, someone that knows someone within the organization that you could contact and 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 uh, reach them through a referral. Um, and and you know postal, which is kind of everything from a mailing, a card to a package, an unusual package, something that's attention getting. Um, these are all ways of, of you know reaching uh, someone that you're trying to um, uh, sell something to. And you, you need to determine and, and think through which would be the better way for reaching the person that you're hoping to get in touch with. Um, prep your names for success. And, and that is, you know, you've got a price. You've, you've thought through some of the, the ways that these names would be of, of valuable, expressed in tangible and intangible benefits. You know, document it, write it out, clean it up a bit, and create what they call a, a data sheet. You know, on the name, something that you could send to somebody. Maybe make it a PDF document, um, or just copy and paste the text to, to use it, so that you've got a formal way of looking at everything. Spin it in a, in a very positive, professional way. Uh, make it something that sounds very, you know, very um, something that someone would want to have. Uh, make it make it professional. Make it clean. So create a, a data sheet, and it also just really expresses all those uh, tangible and intangible uh, benefits you know, for a buyer, especially if they need to pass it to someone else within their organization in order to get approval, sign off. Uh, make sure that it speaks well for what you're selling. Uh, consider actually having, you know, if, if the domain that you're selling is not currently online with a um, something that's uh, recognizable and would, would connote... Uh, uh, or denote uh, value to the uh, buyer, then um, consider you know putting up a web page, a simple web page, to put some content just to kind of show proof of concept, you know, of the website. One of the things that really does uh, help some of the a lot of people in their domains that had never been online before, maybe that was just used in a pay-per-click uh, campaign, putting them online, uh, even with just little simple websites ends up getting them indexed by the search engines and puts them on some larger company's uh, radar um, as a site, as a domain that maybe they want to acquire because look how it's being positioned. It's got a great domain name. It's got some content on the site. It's coming up high in the search engines. Why can't we do that? Let's acquire the name. Uh, so, you know, putting a name online um, is both beneficial to taking a, um, a more of a buyer buyer initiated uh, sales approach or whether you're actively you know pointing people to your property having something to point them to to see is another way of uh, communicating the value showing the value especially when they need to uh, have other people take a look at it and and maybe even put a contact uh, us form uh, on the page so that uh, you can capture uh, interest um, 
that people will fill out and express that they're interested in the name or would like to have more information. Um, that's something that's good to do as well. Once you've got all this ready, engage in your plan. Uh, when you actually do uh, speak to somebody about your, your domain, you actually are, are speaking to them on the phone or engaging with them in an email or through social media, um, negotiate professionally. Be respectful, but negotiate from a position of strength. And you'll do that if you're you're confident in what you're selling and you're focused on on you have a price you know what the benefits are uh, to you know what the buyer how the buyer would benefit from it you've done your homework on on the buyer um, and because you know your price and because you know the benefits of what you're selling and how it relates to that particular buyer and you you have information on that buyer then you you're gonna that knowledge is going to give you more confidence in what you're doing. And, and it's going to come across that you're, you know, you're negotiating from a position of strength. You know what your target price is and you know what the minimum is that you would take. You know what your goals are financially and uh, you know how many names that you got to sell on a monthly basis in order to, to make that. And when you take all these things and, and you put them into play, the results is going to be that you're going to be closing domains at a much higher frequency. You're going to be hitting your number at a more regular uh, rate. And the whole process is going to come across much, much easier for you. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode of Domain Masters. Um, we, in a future episode, we're going to be uh, kind of repeating this uh, process, or not repeating it, but we're going to be um, taking the approach of uh, a buyer-initiated sales. And there's a whole lot of strategy and information I'd like to share with you uh, on that. So again, you have been listening uh, to me. I am Victor Pitts. I'm the host of Domain Masters, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. I want you to come back next week for another exciting episode of Domain Masters, where you'll learn to be the master of your domain. Have a good night, folks.